Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Today, I am talking about Oz Revenge, which luckily I was uh, asked to do this or it was suggested to me to do Jaws 3D, which I did last week. And today I'm doing Jaws the Revenge. Pretty much the plot for this whole movie is that supposedly the shark or a shark general can carry out revenge plots against one particular family, that being the Brody family. Um, in the very beginning of the movie, Sean Brody is killed because he... How do you say it? Sean Brody's killed early on because the shark evidently sets a trap for him and rips his arm off well then it comes back gets him for the last time and then it sinks the police boat that he's on (laughs) which is one of the weirdest openings to a jaws movie ever um (laughs) and we later find that martin brody passed away because of fear that the shark was going to come back and it it's literally just ludicrous the way they made this story of the movie um so then ellen brody the mom goes to the bahamas with michael brody who is now a ocean ocean biographic person or something like that oceanographer or something and while they're studying stuff Jake is down in like a a submersible and all that and while he's you know going around all of a sudden he sees a shark well supposedly this is the shark that killed Sean and is now targeting the Brody family I mean It, it it's really bad when you say it like that because you honestly do think that the Brody family is being targeted by the shark. I mean, anyone after seeing Jaws three could have probably said, "Hey, you know, stop making these movies. We don't need them anymore." Um, but I digress. Uh, it's very shocking how much this movie kind of killed the franchise. Granted, you would get an Italian ripoff, which was called Jaws 5 or Cruel Jaws. Um, but yeah, Jaws the Revenge is just, ugh. Um, really not happy that, you know, it it went from Jaws 1, which is the greatest, to Jaws 2. And then Jaws 3 is kind of, getting to the point where they get annoying and then four or the revenge is, is absolutely the worst. Um, you have a great cast in this though. I mean, you have Lorraine gray who is, who actually came out of retirement to reprise her role from the first two films. Um, along with new cast members Lance Guest, Mario Van Pebbles, Karen Young, and Michael Caine. Um, And the focus is on now-widowed Ellen Brody and her conviction that a great white shark is seeking revenge on her family, 
particularly when it kills her youngest son and follows her to the Bahamas. The film was made in less than nine months. Production began in September 1986 so that the film could be released the following summer. Jaws Revenge was shot on location in New England and in the Bahamas, completed on the Universal lot. As with the first two films, Martha's Vineyard was the location of the fictional Amity Island for the opening scenes. Delays caused by the mechanical sharks and the weather led to concerns about whether the release date would be met. Ultimately, some critics suggested that the rush production compromised quality. The lowest grossing film of the franchise with only $51.9 million, it was universally lambasted by lambasted by critics who criticized the story acting and effects the film introduced the infamous tagline this time it's personal um <laughs> it, it it's really bad and the ending alone is just horrible um and it it uh it it's so bad that when when uh they get to the end of the movie which later michael gets attacked by the shark and he tells his buddy Hey, you know, don't tell my mother, don't tell anyone about this because, you know, it will freak her out. Well, the uh, secret comes out when on a banana boat, the shark or Jaws, whatever you want to call him, um, comes out of the water, attacks. I don't know if it was a friend of the Brodies or whatnot, or just a random parent or woman that was on the banana boat but takes her off uh michael brody's child is on this banana boat which she escapes unharmed um and michael brody's wife and of course ellen see the attack so of course ellen's like well you know the sharks followed me here i have to stop it so it's pretty much turned into Halloween H2O, evidently. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- this movie literally couldn't be any more shitty than what it truly is. I mean, it's a good thing that if Roy Scheider was offered to be in this movie as Martin Brody again, that he turned it down. Um Good thing that Dennis Quaid, if he was ever asked to come back to play Michael Brody from Jaws 3, um, probably a good thing he turned it down. I feel so bad for Lorraine um, coming back and being Ellen Brody. Granted, I know they needed a Brody, but I mean, it, it, this movie should have never been made. Literally bottom of the barrel Jaws movie. And, and granted... It does have some good moments. It's just the plot is what kills this. A shark getting revenge on a family for killing three other sharks. I mean, you literally could have came up with a better story or just left it alone after the third one. And, you know, um, 
in the ending when they fight the shark, Jake, who is played by Mario Van Pebbles, um, he gets attacked. In the original ending, he dies. But in the revised ending, he's heard calling for help. And he's seriously injured, but still alive. (laughs) It's... It's so hard to do a good review of this movie. And there's people that have. I mean, there's other podcasters that have. It's just, it's really hard and trying to do it justice. Um, And uh, they actually used... As... It was actually used as the end. Sorry. The ending has uh, footage from the original ending. And also from this ending where when she goes to impale the shark. And it explodes because evidently impaling a shark is going to cause it to explode. Um, (laughs) And you see. Before she rams the shark, you see Martin Brody from the first one with the, you know, smile, you son of a bitch ending. And that's pretty much it after all that. So it it it, it couldn't be any worse than what it is. Um, but I mean, hey, they they did a very good job. Um I I think they could have done a better job, but, you know, it is what it is. And I just think if people truly want to not see this movie, totally 100% understand that. It wasn't really done really well. Um, the cast, like I said, included... Lorraine, Lance Guest, who was in Halloween 2 as Jimmy the Paramedic, is uh, Michael Brody in this. Mario Van Pebbles is Jake McKay. Uh, Karen Young as Carla Brody, the wife. Judy Barsi as Thea Brody. Michael Caine as Hoagie, Newcombe. Lynn Whitfield as Louisa McKay. Mitchell Anderson as Sean Brody, Cedric Scott as Clarence, Charles Boleg as William, Melvin Van Pebbles, who is the father of Mario Van Pebbles as Mayor, Jason Witherspoon, Mary Smith as Tiffany, Edna as Polly, Fritzy Jane Courtney as Mrs. Taft, Cyprin Doobie as Mayor Jim, Lee Fierro as Miss Kittner, William E. Marks as Deputy Lenny, Diane Hetfield as Miss Ferguson, Jay Mello, archive footage as young Sean Brody, Roy Scheider, archive footage slash photo as Martin Brody. Development. 
as MCA Universal was going through a difficult period, its CEO, Sidney Scheinberg, saw that a third sequel to Jaws was likely to make a good profit following the commercial success of Jaws 3D. Despite generally attracting negative reviews, Scheinberg also saw an opportunity to promote the Jaws ride at Universal Studios. The studios... The studio fast-tracked Jaws the Revenge into production in September 1986 so that it could be released the following summer. Steve D. Genart, I think is how you say that, had been approached from Universal's head of production, Frank Price, about writing the script for Jaws 4 as it was then known as. His script, however, was shelved when Price resigned in September of 86 following the disappointment disappointing performance of Howard the Duck. Around this time, Seinberg approached Joseph Sargent about directing the film. Sargent had worked with Lorraine Gray, or Gary, I think is how you say it, in 1973's The Marcus Nelson Murders, for which he won his first Director's Guild of America Award. Indeed, Steven Spielberg cites this television film, which later spawned Kojak as motivation for casting Gary as Ellen Brody in the Jaws original in the original Jaws film. Besides the fact she was the wife of the studio's chief executive, Sidney Scheinberg, at the time. In regards to revenge, Gary, Gary I'll just say Gary, remarked. In an interview, I made a good deal on this film, but I didn't make as good a deal as I would have it as I would have if I weren't married to Sid. In an interview with the Boston Herald, Sergeant called Revenge a ticking bomb waiting to go off. Sid, president of MCA Incorporated, parent company of Universal Pictures, expects a miracle and we're going to make it happen. Sergeant got off a call from Sid in late September 86, asking him to direct the fourth Jaws movie with no script yet written. Said Sergeant, I didn't have time to laugh because it explained he wanted to do a quality picture about human beings. When he told me it's your baby you produce and direct, I accepted. According to Sergeant, Sid cut through all the slow lanes and got Jaws the Revenge off and running. In an 06 interview, Sargent stated that the premise was born out of a little bit of desperation to find something fresh to do with the shark. We thought that maybe if we take a mystical point of view and go for a little bit of magic, we might be able to find something interesting enough to sit through. Sargent hired Michael D. Guzman to write a script within five weeks with the shooting script being completed during production. According to the writer, they had the bare bones of a story by October 19th, of 86 1986 sorry and by the 2nd november they had a workable outline for the production team the first draft was completed in mid-december and the final draft of the screenplay was dated january 23rd 1987 just nine days before filming began in edgar town the film was developed under the working title jaws 87 but by february of that year, the title Jaws Revenge was being used. The colon within the title is used by some sources, although the colon is not included in the film's opening credits or on the poster. The film has no continued continuation from Jaws 3D. In its pro- 
predecessor, Mike is an engineer for SeaWorld, whereas in Jaws, the Revenge, he is a marine research scientist. One of the Universal Press releases for Jaws the Revenge refers to this fourth movie in the series as the third film of the remarkable Jaws trilogy. The underwater chase scene between Mike and the shark in Revenge was lifted from an earlier screenplay draft to Jaws 3D. D. Guzman's script featured a cameo by Matt Hooper, while the producers still hoped to recruit Richard Dreyfuss to the project. It was proposed that Martin Brody would be the shark's first victim. When Roy Scheider was unavailable, Sergeant reports that his character had been dead for 18 months when we enter the story and deal with Ellen Brody's emotional problem, her obsession with the death of another family member for De Guzman. It is a story of obsession and fear, whether what Ellen Brody has in her mind is true or not will be left up to the audience to decide. No statement is being made in that regard, but it's also... But it's about any kind of fear so great and so strong that become begins to con- take control of a human being's life. Um, yeah, you can already tell how, what the mindset of this movie was. Um, thank God that thank god um thank god Roy Scheider and Richard Dreyfuss turned this down I feel bad for any actor that was attached to this because It it it's it's not a really horrible movie, but it it's the plot is really bad. Uh, so it's yeah, and and like I said, you know, um, Michael Caine is in this movie. Kane had mixed feelings about both the production and the final version. He thinks that it was a first for him to be involved with someone his own age in a film. He compares the relationship between two middle-aged people to the romance between two teenagers. Although disappointed not to be able to collect an Academy Award because of filming in the Bahamas, he was glad to be involved in the film. In the press release, he explains that it is a part of movie history. The original was one of the all one of the great all-time thrillers. I thought it might be nice to be mixed up with that. I like the script very much. However, Kane later claimed, I have never seen it, but by all accounts, it is terrible. However, I have seen the house that it built, and it is terrific. In his 1992 autobiography, What's It All About? He says that the film will go down in my memory as the time when I won an Oscar, paid for a house, and had a great holiday. Not bad for a flop movie. Lance Guest, who is cast as Ellen Brody's oldest son, Mike, had originally dropped out of of UCLA his sophomore year to appear in another sequel to a horror classic, Halloween 2. Karen Young played his wife, Carla. She commended the director's emphasis upon characterization. Um...
filming it was in New England and in the Bahamas. And yeah, it's it, it's really bad. I mean, they had a few different endings. One where Jake dies, the other one where he lives, but is seriously injured. Um, but like I always say, the the ending that always gets me is when she rams the boat, which surprisingly has a spear now, into the shark, and the shark explodes. And like I told, I, me and my wife were watching it one night, and I said, what, they put dynamite in the shark, or is the shark made of dynamite? And it's, uh, it, it really was bad. I mean, <laughs> it has an approval rating of zero on Rotten Tomatoes with 41 reviews. With an average rating of 2.7 out of 10. Um, Jaws Revenge is a sorry chapter in a once proud franchise. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know how bad you could really... do this because i mean jaws one and two were the absolute best parts of this franchise jaws three kind of was a jump the shark moment and this was well we jumped the shark we might as well die it in the shark's mouth and that's what really happened and it shows in the movie if you haven't seen it yet Go watch it. If you haven't seen any of the movies in the in the franchise, watch them all. I mean, they're on Peacock. Jaws 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, and I honestly think you'll like it for what it is. But as a Jaws movie, Jaws Revenge should not be even in the same discussion. That's why I think they didn't name it Jaws 4. The Revenge, I think it was just supposed to be a Jaws in name, and then they just put the Revenge to evidently sell us that a shark can have, you know, human tendencies of trying to kill us. And, you know, that is my review of Jaws the Revenge, aka Jaws 4. I am going to have a guest on the on the channel tonight. And that's going to be a live stream at 6 PM central standard time where I will be interviewing the main driving force behind worthy chaos comics and their comic book, which can't remember the name of off the top of my head. I've read them. They're really good. Um, and it's such a good thing to have, independent people working on comics, even on movies or music or TV and all that a lot better than some of the major studios. Also, I'm going to be releasing some blogs on the 
website, which is www.stephenjarvisandfriendspodcast.com. You'll go on there. You can see any of the um, podcasts that I've done, any of the episodes. But when the blogs come out, that'll be a joint venture with me and my wife. Um, She'll do a few. I'll do a few. Um, She's probably going to proofread all the ones I do because, let's be honest, I can't really write or type and make good sentences to save my life. And the first blog I will be doing is on Halloween. And its effect on not only horror, but also the slasher genre that it would later become a part of with Halloween 2. So check that out. Also check out this episode. Check out the live stream tonight. It will be live on Facebook through my group, which is Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast group, I think it's called. Also, you can go on YouTube, which the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash, and then the little at thing, Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. And when, when you go there, you'll be able to watch live stream tonight. I'll also be doing a Patreon where for $1, you get a shout out. For $3, which will be the second tier, you get a shout out and get to um, recommend a movie that I will review or sports, as long as it ain't politics. Um, And then the third tier, which is five bucks, you'll get the shout out, the get to suggest me to review something and you may possibly become a guest. You'll be entered in a drawing. If I pick your name, you come on the show and we talk about a movie that you want to pick or TV show that you want to pick. We discuss it. We can even do a watch along with it. All right. Thank you so very much. We're at 73 subscribers. We're 27 away from a hundred. Let's keep going. Thank you so very much for watching. I love you all. I will see you at six. Welcome in to Metalhead Journeys. What is Metalhead Journeys? It's exactly how it sounds. It's a journey through the world of metal by a couple of metalheads. Are you thinking of getting into metal? Where do you begin? There's so many different subgenres. What bands are good? What albums are good? We'll provide answers to all of those questions. We'll handle all the research and do all the dirty work by listening to the good, the bad, and the ugly, so you don't have to. Classic albums, new albums, bands no one's ever heard of. Get ready as we'll applaud and criticize with the same passion. This is Metalhead Journeys.